0: I get to wake up and do amazing things, work with amazing people, solve problems. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about.
1: You do yeah. three to four flips that net you over a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Hearing you talk about all this is literally blowing my mind because mm. I have never heard this before.
0: I, I try to do some luxury flips that are million plus profit deals. A million so three dollars f- net? Yes. For example, right now I'm building one in Puerto Rico. That's a 10,000 square foot house. It's a $6 million sale mm-hmm. and I'm all in for two and a half million. Wow. So like, that's the same as most flippers are doing a hundred deals a year. I do on one or deal. More. So you'll make like $3 million
1: on that flip?
0: Maybe not quite because I have financing and yeah. you know commissions and things yeah. like that. But my goal is to net two on on one deal. How many flips have you done and made more than a million dollars? What's it's really funny you asked that because uh, when I first got started in real estate, you know how you write out all your goals? Yeah. Well, I had this weird goal of make a million dollars on one deal. Like that was the goal. At the time I was flipping like $150,000 houses. So it was like way down the horizon. And I progressed, I kept moving up in price point. I was doing like a million dollar deal, meaning sell at a million, not Mm -hmm. make a million, sell at a million. And I hung out there for a while. So I'd make a couple hundred grand Mm -hmm. on those deals. And then I said, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to like the next step of luxury. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and now I, I jumped into the three million, three, four million price point. That's, that's scary. High. Yeah, that's, that's it scary. It was really scary. And my first deal, I lost 200,000. My second and third broke even. My fourth made 1.2 million. <laughs> oh my God. And Whoa. that was over a period of years, right? Yeah. And then since then now, it was almost like, it was like I reset the thermostat. Mm because it was like, this is now my new normal. Mm -hmm. I had to do it first. It's that proof of concept, right? So I did it first. And then since then have done, have done several. And it's now like, yeah, of course I do. I do three to six of those a year. Yeah, of course. Really? That's normal.
1: You do three to four flips that net you over a million
0: dollars a year. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Three to six a year that are over a million net.
1: I've never heard that before.
0: It's residential, but it's luxury what yeah. and it's it's uh, some remodel so a recent one we did was in Scottsdale Arizona bought it for 1.8, put a million in all in for 2 eight sold for four six what? a rehab and guess what it was really no different than doing a normal flip It was a redesign and it yeah. was a lot and it was high capital but same process
1: I have never heard this before the highest I've heard that I could trust is like 340s, around, let's say 300,000 mm-hmm. from like a friend. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of people flipping houses and netting over a million dollars.
0: So when I say net, I'm talking after financing, I after know, all, net, of net. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was interesting is we sold that for 4 point something million. And then the market's just blowing up, right? It's just going, yeah. going, going. Six months later. They resold it. <laughs> for a million more, oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I watched that happen. And I was like, why didn't I wait one more year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it goes. Right. So it's, it's okay.
1: Okay. So man, I've never heard of that. <laughs> That's literally yes. blowing my mind right now. It's interesting that you said, you know, you, you wrote that down. Cause I remember when I first started real estate I was like, I want to have $100,000 in my bank account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when I have $100,000 in my bank account, you'll have a ride. I'm just going to show everyone. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, dude, I have a hundred, just to inspire them. And I would literally be driving to my job. Like I'm going to make $100,000. And I, you know, ended up doing that, but it's interesting that you wrote something else down and that ended up happening. You know,
0: what's funny though, is um, when I did it, it was actually a huge letdown because what I did was I, I built it up so much. Yeah. And then when it happened, I was like, that's it. This That's it. Yeah. I think I should have enjoyed the journey a lot more. It was a 10 year road to get to that. Yeah. Slowly doing higher end, higher end, yeah. higher end, you know, to get up to that. Uh-huh. I missed out a little bit on just enjoying the process, but that's life, right? It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. And I think that's a, a mistake that we make all the time is we think when I reach this certain thing, when I get the hundred thousand in my bank account, yeah. then I'll be happy. And yeah, then you no. get there and you're like, why am I not happy? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's <laughs> a little bit of that happened. Yeah. So it was a good lesson for me because it kind of helped me realize I get to wake up and do amazing things, work with amazing people, solve, solve problems. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. It's the right now, not the thing that happens later. Yeah. So I, I had that feeling too, where
1: I eventually had a hundred thousand and I didn't even remember it till later that that was my goal. And then I remember I became a millionaire and I called my buddies and I was like, I literally just feel broke actually.
0: <laughs> Especially if you're a flipper because yeah. you just dump it all back yeah. into new deals. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> even when I had it in the bank account, I was like, I literally feel broke. Yeah. Like I don't feel anything, but, um, <laughs> Okay, so now I need you to teach me how to make a million
0: dollars. <laughs> how, how do you? In fact, I've had this conversation with Ryan a few times. So, luxury real estate, it's a tricky niche because to break into the million net profit, you do need to be transacting at the three to six. Okay. And even three is a little, some more like four to six million price point. Okay. So then you back out your numbers and it's now it's just a normal formula like you normally do. Yeah. Right. Calculated. And so then you, yeah, you stick to your formula. It's just, you're selling at such a high price point that your, your net is actually percentage-wise, not any different. It's just, mm. you're hitting out bigger margins. And here's what I've learned. The higher up you go in price point, the less competition you have and the easier it is to do. Because when I go in and I do a, a full redesign, we're redoing everything and I'm hiring top of the line contractors, top of the line material. So I'm not saving a toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Like when I do a $200,000 rehab, we're saving the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate rehabbing where you have to save the toilet seat. You know, you're on a budget trying to maximize yeah, like, every uh, can I do last
1: landscaping. I yeah. Know. You're beating
0: up your painter for 500 bucks. I hate whereas luxury. It's like, I want the best of the best and we're going to go in with a really good budget. We're going to do this right. And mm-hmm. we're going to build an amazing home. And so it's just a whole different mindset.
1: Okay. So, okay. I want to break it down you need to sell between four and six, you're saying, Mm -hmm. right? So
0: you're looking between one and two. Yeah, so now you're buying at one five. Yeah. So those are typically gonna be, all the luxury rehabs I've done, they've been a million to a million five in rehab.
1: Oh, okay, so you're spending a million to purchase, then you're spending a million to rehab. Yes. Okay, so what does a million dollar rehab look
0: like? Or are you like adding to the house The biggest things that we have to have is ceiling height. We call it bones. I've got to have the right bones. Uh And then what we're doing is, yeah, we're blowing out walls because we have to make that rehab competitive to new construction. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. If I'm going to rehab and sell a $4 million home, that $4 million home has to compete with a $5 million new construction Mm -hmm. because your buyer is going to be looking at new construction. Yeah, They're going to be looking at the same floor plan, the same materials as a new build and why are they buying yours for five when they can buy new for six in the same neighborhood? Yeah, Because because you're a deal now. Mm. You're new, but you're a rehab, not, not new build. Yeah. So I compare to the new construction market on a mm. rehab. Mm-hmm. I want to be well under them, minimum 20% under where they're at with my rehab at the same qual- level of quality. Mm-hmm. That's how I'll win. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And- That's rehabbing. Now, new construction is... You're just looking at what are all the new builds selling for and how do I match what they do? Yeah. Now here's where I lost, remember how I talked about how I lost money? The reason why I lost money was because it took time to figure out where to spend the money and not, and not where to spend the money. The smartest flipper is not the one that makes the nicest house. It's the one that makes the most money. Meaning the genius is in not under renovating or over renovating, but finding the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. For example, sometimes on our, on our flips, I won't do the master closet. And I'll see what the market does, or I won't do any blinds, no blinds. Okay. Cause that's 10 grand. The, the master closet shelving that thing out is 10 grand landscaping. I'll put trees this big instead of trees this big. Mm. So I'll spend 75 on landscaping instead of 300 on landscaping. All those things add up. 100%. Like where do I spend the money? Where do I not spend the money? Do I do the sub-zero fridge? How do I go through this whole project? Because fifty grand here, fifty grand here, fifty grand here. Next thing you know, you blow your budget. You don't make any money. Yeah. But you got a nice house. Mm. So learning that is is tricky. So it's just becoming a a master of the luxury market and really understanding what do buyers want, what are their expectations, and what can you get away with. We call it compensate. What will they compensate me for, and what will they? penalize me for. Where do you find seven-figure flips? You have to have a market that sustains luxury. There's few markets that do. That's why I literally moved my family to Scottsdale because Scottsdale, Arizona has a luxury market. Like there's a regular buyer for $3 3 million is the low end, up to 10 million is a market. Whereas like other markets like I was flipping in uh Saint George, Utah. Okay. At the time, top of the market was a million bucks. If you put out a 3 million dollar house, there's no market for it. Maybe you'll sell it, but maybe it'll sit forever because there's not a buyer. So when I say a market like demand, just wherever you go, are there healthy sold comps at that price point you want to play in and then you know you can do something there. Vegas probably has it. Yeah, Vegas has it for sure. Yeah. But I bet you have a 3 to 6 million dollar
1: market here. Yeah. And I used to live in California, so I know they have it there. Definitely. But how do you find these seven figure flips? Is there like a special mailing?
0: I mean, we've, (laughs) we've done really well with uh, agents. It's such a niche market that there's usually like in Scottsdale, there's maybe a dozen that own the entire luxury market. Yeah. So we network with them and and then Uh they bring us pocket listings. So all our deals have been off market, but referred from agents. Mm -hmm. Like that one I talked about where we did we bought for $1.8, we spent a million, sold it for 4 6 That deal was an agent. They called us. They literally said, you have 10 minutes to say yes, or I'm calling the next guy. So I literally had 10 minutes to do a 1.8 purchase. Wow. And said, yes, we knew the market really well. So it wasn't that hard, but that's how quick we had to move on that deal. Okay. Now we know how to find them. How do you finance them? Well, that's a great question too. So we've done two different things. We've gone through all of the brain damage to do bank financing. Oh, so, you know, getting the four and 5% interest money higher now, but qualifying for bank financing, not easy. You better have a really good tax return. So I strategically did not offset my taxes with like accumulating assets because I wanted to be bankable. Mm. So I paid the high tax so that I could bring a fat tax return to a bank Mm. who would finance me on my new builds. Got it. I played the long game. It sucked because I paid a lot in taxes. Yeah. But think about it. If you don't show that you made any money because you wrote it all off, the banks aren't going to give you financing.
1: Why don't you use hard money?
0: So that's another approach. But it's so stressful when you have a $20,000 $20,000 a month interest payment to hard money yeah. that you don't make good choices now. You're so fast to drop the price. Yeah. You cut every corner you can.
1: <laughs> Seven days on market. You're like, Dude, drop the, the price, drop <laughs> the price,
0: drop the price. Yeah. Cause you're so stressed out. So instead of that, what we do is equity partners. Mm. So we'll do 50, 50. So I'm doing one right now like that. I get a money partner. I say, you give me a hundred percent of the capital and we'll split the profit 50, 50. That's crazy. It's I do a lot the of same money.
1: thing on the houses.
0: It's just more zeros, but same thing. So, but I don't like hard money on luxury. It's so stressful. It's hard to play the game smart. Yeah. Because at that price point, it's not like dropping the price is going to get it sold. The person that pays 5 million for a house is because they like it or they don't. Yeah. Not because it's, Two hundred thousand overpriced. How long does it normally take to sell a seven-figure flip? We still want to be priced right. Like we want to be at a move it number. We want mm. it to be a deal because I don't want to sit around on market for a year. Mm. I mean, I have. We've sat on market for a while. You want to bake in a number that's going to be very attractive to the market. Okay. So a lot of these we we move them fast. Like the last one I sold for four six. It was right during Christmas at the worst time. The the market had shifted. Right rates had gone up. And we, and we still moved, we moved it in 60 days because it was such a great deal. Oh my God. I mean, it was a four and a half million dollar home in a $10 million neighborhood. The strategy there was how do we get the guy that can't afford this neighborhood, but wants to be the guy in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's who our buyer is guy that shouldn't be in that neighborhood, but he's trying to get in that neighborhood. So you actually think about the buyer before. Oh yeah. So luxury, it's all about the buyer. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is, it's who's our buyer and how do we build to them? Do you hire a designer or do you? So we do some designers, but really we want to find the best of the best real estate agent in that luxury market Uh huh. and they know the buyer. And what we found like in Scottsdale, it's some dude in Chicago who sold his business for 150 million and it's a second home mm-hmm. and they're all cash that's our buyer. And he shows up in Wranglers and, you know, wants to negotiate because he's a business guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, dude, just come on. Why are you beating me up? Just buy it. You know, it's your third house. What do you care? But this is in their blood, right? Because they're business people. But like really understanding your buyer is is critical. So we design the house to our avatar Mm -hmm. on every single time on luxury. It's not my preference. It's what does the buyer want in this market? Yeah. So we're looking at do we do two offices? Mm-hmm. Is the pool big enough? Do we need a workout room? All those things, because we're trying to understand, well, what would our buyer want and how do we create that?
1: What I've seen in luxury is a lot of times there's not like clear comps where like on a $250,000 house, there's like three comps, one sold for 250 dollars one sold for 275 dollars one sold for two seventy five, one sold for two thirty. dollars How do you look at the comps if there's not a model match or something similar? Well, if
0: there's not, then that's very high risk and I would not do that. Oh, okay. So we don't do that if we don't really understand. In luxury, it's all price per foot. So 1000 bucks a foot or 500 bucks, whatever the numbers are, we really yeah. want to know those numbers. Got it. What's the per foot sale price in mm-hmm. this market right now with buyers? And we want that data. We do the homework to make sure that we understand our value because you have to if yeah. if you don't you're gambling you're guessing that's so funny
1: i say that all the time i'm like a lot of people are they're not investing they're gambling they're just buying houses hoping to make money
0: i mean not understanding the back end value in any price point is just being lazy like yeah. know your market be a market expert yeah. learn the numbers learn what people pay
1: what's the most amount of money you've made a year flipping houses
0: 2021 was a like the an amazing year yeah i think we did um just in real estate i think I did about seven million just in real estate transacting
1: in twenty twenty
0: one. Wow, which is why, I, like, I go to Puerto Rico because
1: I'm not giving half <laughs> of that up. Perfect timing. Perfect. When did you <laughs> yeah. go to Puerto Rico?
0: Then twenty twenty one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: You're like, oh, I'm Yeah, not- I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah.
0: yeah. The That's- previous year, I paid a million and a half almost in in taxes. Okay. And I was like, I can't keep. I can't do this. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah I've done really well. I've done. I've been so blessed and. You know, operate a small team and... Yeah. What does your team look like? I'm really big and low overhead. I like a high margin, low overhead business model. What? I get to do a fraction of what like a Ryan Pineda does. What do you mean? Like I don't have a thousand people running around yeah. doing stuff. I'm a yeah, small yeah. Yeah. team. Like low overhead, high margin business model and my flipping's the same way. Yeah. What's your team look like? On the so football? very small because what I do is I, I really utilize site foreman. GC or a builder Mm -hmm. on our projects. Mm -hmm. It's all 1099, all outsourced, all Mm -hmm. contract labor. Beautiful. All right, guys, we got to go. Okay. Thank you.